This is Caregiver's Compass, an uplifting podcast all about the ins and outs of caregiving for a loved one. Tips, tricks, true stories, and experts. It's all here on Caregiver's Compass. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Caregiver's Compass. My name is Stephanie Muscat. I am a registered social worker and psychotherapist. Please note that this episode is not the act of psychotherapy. This is a bit different, but I I listen to a number of podcasts myself, and I have to say that when I've heard episodes like this, it's really helped me. It's been intriguing for me. And I love hearing what other people do to care for themselves. So I thought I would bring that in today because I talk so much about self-care and about care for self, but I don't really go into what I do. And, you know, I have a lot on my plate. I am not perfect and I don't always do the things that I'm about to say, but I will be forthcoming and saying like recently I've just been tired, uh, you know, and, and I think for whatever reason, we can get so tired by life. There are so many aspects to our life that combine to make who we are. And it can be friends, it can be family, it can be work, it can be just the demands of caregiving, and it can be the world as a whole plus add the weather on top of that, and we can feel exhausted. And today I am tired. I will be the first one to say that last night I did not do what I like to do, and it has an impact on my day. It really takes over the next day in my life. And it's so important for me to be consistent and to follow the things that I know are so important to keep me afloat, to keep me energized, to keep me going, to keep me resilient. Resiliency is an important word. And when we are overwhelmed and we have too much going on and we have no capacity and no space for more, it is very difficult for us to be resilient when we fall. So I'm going to share what I do. And this may not resonate with you at all, or you may find it interesting, or maybe you do some of these yourself. I'm so curious what people do for themselves and their own care. I think it's fascinating, and I love this topic. So I'm going to go into the history a bit of where my self-care piece came from. I have a pretty decent routine down, although I will say again, I'm not perfect. Like yesterday night... I worked until 10 p.m. I know that's this is not what I like to do. I usually have very strict boundaries, but I don't always follow them. I don't. I'm human, just like the next person. It doesn't matter what my degree is, what my registrations are, and what I work in. I also uh, I'm not perfect in any way. So, just putting that out there. I'm I'm human, just like you and me. Um. So. You know, I don't totally recall when I started having a self-care routine, but I think it started in my master's degree because I was working so much. I had a placement. I had uh, a lot of homework. I had essays. I had class. 
And that was also when my mom was not well and I was dealing with that. So I had to establish something pretty concrete and strict. And I was actually a lot more strict back then than I am now. But I recall that when I would be in class or work on my assignments, my phone had to be off. It had to be off. I did not want the input. I did not want the distraction. I did not want to engage in social media when I didn't need to. And social media was nothing like it is today. I don't even think TikTok existed back then. I don't even know if I had Instagram. But anywho, uh, I was pretty strict. When I would eat... I wanted to be all present because that was my time for me. I did not have kids yet. And so that kind of changed, changed the playing field. But that was when things started was when I became very aware that if I didn't take space for me, I would become very easily overwhelmed and I wouldn't have a lot of capacity for anything else. And that was very evident in my life. I am very in tune with myself from years of work on myself. I know when I'm hitting my limit, I can just feel it. It's it's like a temperature gauge where it just switches in me. And I'm like, oh, okay, we're off here. We've got to do something to rebalance. I, I'm just very in tune now. And this has taken years and years and years and years of work. So I can usually feel when I'm off, but I like to maintain a routine so that I don't even get to that point. So here's what I do. And, and so I have three kids, uh, six, four, and 21 months while this is being recorded. And so I don't have a lot of predictability between the three of them. And frankly, it can be chaos. Plus, I run my business, Compassion and Caregiving. I do therapy all day long. I engage with other companies. I work on workshops. I do webinars. I have this podcast. There's a lot going on behind the scenes. And so I try to stick to a schedule during the day. I try to schedule out when I'm going to check my emails, when I'm going to check social media. Does that work? Not really, but at least it's there so that I know, oh, wait, I'm not supposed to be checking this right now. And then I'll, I'll catch myself, right? And I think for what that is, it really helps. And I have a to-do list that I keep on my desk. Uh, I try to keep it short so I don't get overwhelmed and so I can get everything done. And I'll check it off as I go during the day. And then I set time aside for really important tasks. So for example, on Thursday, I am presenting to a group and I need to make sure I finish my presentation slides tomorrow. So I have set aside several hours in the afternoon where I don't book anything else. Or right now I'm recording this podcast. This has been in my schedule. We're not doing anything else at this point. I finish work, well, I try to finish work by four because I have to go pick up my kids and then it's kids time. Now, my kids do come home and sometimes I have to finish my work when they get home if I haven't finished documenting my client sessions or if I haven't finished answering emails or if I haven't set up some meetings, I have to finish that. I don't like working into the evening, so I try to get that done They usually come home and need some downtime after the day. So that's when I'll get that done if I have to finish it up. And then we have dinner and they go to bed. So that is when my time starts. 
and it's not always predictable because sometimes they come out of their room and they wake up and it's not always cut and dry. But I try very hard to turn my phone off when my kids go to bed because I don't want to have any more input into my day. I don't want any more sensory input. I love speaking to my friends, but I just need a break. My job is also extremely exhausting in terms of how I feel at the end of the day, right? I am asserting my emotions and empathizing and being compassionate and connecting all day long. So frankly, I don't have much left at the end of the day. And after my kids, and they are very high energy, I just need that space. So I try to turn my phone off when they go to bed, which is usually around eight o'clock. doesn't always happen. And then around four days a week, I get a workout in. So sometimes that's in the evening where I'll do half an hour I'll do a Peloton video or I'll go on the elliptical. And once a week, every week on Friday mornings, very early in the morning, I do a very hot hit class um, with weights and that's an hour long. So that tends to be my routine. I was doing that twice a week, but it, it honestly just felt like too much. So I had to pull back. And so either at that point, I will do a workout But if I already have done my workout for the day at lunchtime, sometimes I do that or I go for a walk or if I just am so tired, I will try my best to go into bed. I'll always try to have a show that I'm watching and I'll watch a show. I will either take a bath. I'll read a book. I always have a book that I'm reading also. And so I will make sure that I have that. And I try to just spend the evening unwinding, not focusing on anything else. I am obviously not having emails coming in. I am just trying to focus on me. That's in an ideal perfect world. (laughs) Um, You know, I also have to make my kids lunches. So sometimes that ends up going in there. My husband picks up a lot of the slack of the lunches, which I'm very appreciative of. But uh, sometimes we do that while the kids are just unwinding from dinner. We try to get it out of the way so it doesn't eat into our evening time. And then sometimes, at least once a week, I go out with a friend. We try to go out for a walk or we try to go out for dinner. Uh, And I love that because I love connecting in person. I think going back and forth on a device really pulls me away from real life. And I love connecting face to face. So I'll do that around once a week. And then my goal again, do I do this? Not, not all the time. My goal is to be everything off by 11 PM. I try to read right before bed so that I'm not super stimulated by screens, but that doesn't always happen either. And then I try to go to sleep by 11 because God knows there's a kid that's going to be up in the middle of the night. Uh, and then it goes round and round. So that's my ideal scenario. It's usually around two hours in the evening. Again, after everyone goes to bed, after everything is tidied up in the kitchen from the kids and everything is made and I can just put my feet up. I try so hard, but as I said, it doesn't always happen. And so having an intention I feel is better than nothing at all. And having a goal is better than having no goal. Even if you don't reach the goal, knowing that it's there and knowing what works for you and what fills your cup is so essential. And then sometimes I'll do some mindfulness meditation or I will journal, but that's not as frequently as everything else that I get done. And so that tends to 
fill my cup. And that's what tends to give me balance. And that's what tends to make me me in my life. So I hope you found that interesting. It's, it's, it's just a bit different. It's what I do. And I'd love to hear what you do. So feel free to reach out and share that with me because I'm always open to new ideas. And I think all of you are so phenomenal and you come up with your own ways to care for yourselves. And I love to hear about it. Thanks for listening. I will see you next time. Thanks for listening to Caregiver's Compass. If you've enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review. Your ratings and reviews help more people like you find our podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and share this episode with someone you think would love it. I'm Stephanie Muscat. Have an uplifting day and I'll see you next time.